Oh no, muttered Lucia as she picked it up. Please contact me urgently. Stop. The RMS Titanic has sunk. Stop. Lord Mountford not on first list of survivors. Stop. Henry Irwin, it read. Lucia's blood had run cold when she read the words in the telegram. Mr. Irwin was a friend as well as their solicitor. Both Lucia and her mother had been reluctant to allow Lord Mountford to travel to New York. He had invested in some factories in New York State on the advice of Sir Arthur McAllister, a business acquaintance of his. Little did Lucia know, as she sat there with the telegram in her shaking hand, what further part Sir Alistair was to play in their lives. Mamma, she choked, trying to compose herself. Have you telephoned Mr. Irwin? Oh, Lucia, I cannot. What if he has not survived? Mamma, Mr. Irwin says that his name is not on the first list of survivors. That is not to say he has perished. Lucia, I had misgivings about him going in the first place. It was as if I had a presentiment of disaster. Lucia swallowed hard. She must screw up her courage and telephone Mr. Irwin. She had to. Moston, ask Bridget to bring Mamma's sal volatile at once, she ordered in a clear, calm voice. Very good, miss, he answered, unable to disguise his own emotions. Moston had served Lord Mountford for many years and considered him a good employer. What would this turn of events mean for the servants of the hall? Lucia paced the drawing-room floor and waited for Bridget to appear. Very soon she came into the room, carrying the small bottle of smelling salts that had been her mother's constant companion for many years. Lady Mountford was of an extremely delicate constitution, and it did not require much to induce a fit of the vapours. A sudden clap of thunder, a jolt of the carriage, and even the servants had learned to make certain that she heard them entering a room, for fear of causing her to faint from shock. Bridget fussed around her mistress and talked soothingly to her. Come now, my lady, take a deep breath and inhale. You'll soon be feeling much better. Lucia played with the tasseled ends of the lampshade and bit her lip. Could she summon up the courage to go into the hall and pick up the telephone? She would have preferred to talk to Rolls-Royce to London, to Mr. Irwin's office to see him in person, but she could not leave her mother. Long moments passed, and Lucia tried to still her heart that was beating so fast she felt as if it was leaping out of her chest. Then calmly she walked into the hall. The telephone had just been installed at the insistence of her father, who was much concerned about her mother's health, and Lucia thought it ironic that it was now he and not her mother who was the source of concern. She picked up the earpiece, put it to her ear, and after a short delay the exchange answered. "'Yes, my lady?' It is Miss Mountford here, Joyce, she said quietly, having recognised the voice of the operator. Would you get me Chancery 212, please? At once, Miss Mountford. At last she heard the voice of one of Mr. Irwin's clerks on the other end. Hello, she said loudly as the line was a little faint. Can I speak to Mr. Irwin, please? This is Miss Mountford of Shilbrook calling. The clerk put down the receiver and she waited anxiously until at last Mr. Irwin picked it up. Hello, Miss Mountford. Mr. Irwin, we received your telegram. Papa, 
I am so very sorry to be the bearer of bad news, Miss Mountford. The first word we had of it was when we heard that they had sounded the lutine bell at Lloyd's. I expect there will be reports of it in the newspapers tomorrow. Terrible, terrible tragedy. You said that Papa was not on the first list of survivors. Is there any further news? I have one of my staff at the offices at the White Star Line now. He will come straight back as soon as there is anything to tell you. They are issuing lists of survivors as more reach dry land. He says that relatives have besieged the offices. Heaven only knows what it will be like tomorrow when the reports hit the newspapers. But Papa, my dear, there is every chance that he is safe. It would appear that what casualties there might be were largely crew, and those who were in steerage and second class. The first.